Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Well, last week, he got preempted by the Premier Jason Kenney. Uh, we will tell, so him and Mark Spector both got preempted last week. Uh, Jason Kenny announcing phase three beginning July 1st. You just heard Eileen Bell with the update with city council. Uh, the Edmonton mask bylaw, uh, comes out of effect on July 1st. Uh, again, if you want to wear a mask, you can wear a mask. Nobody's telling you you can't. Just, it's not, uh, something that necessarily, uh, gets enforced, uh, which, takes us down a completely different path. We welcome back to the show on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline from NHL Hockey and Rogers and one of the two Oilers radio play-by-play voices, Jack Michaels. Hello, Jack. How are you doing? Bob, how are you? Uh, not bad. Uh, you know what? We've had a long and uh, interesting debate on Marc-Andre Fleury and Carey Price. Price had a great series, but i got to tell you, Jack, I think Pierre DeBoer made his mistake. I think he should have just stuck with Marc-Andre Fleury throughout the entire course of the series. What about you? I'd agree with that. I I also think that, you know, it's quite possible it would have turned out just the same. I mean, Carey Price playing great. I don't don't think it changes, you know, my viewpoint on our greater discussion, but he's playing at 2015 level right now. And... The Canadians have, you know, I, look, I haven't gotten a Canadian season series right yet. I, you know, I. I missed, the first, I missed I. the first two in the first round, and I picked Winnipeg and Vegas to beat Montreal, and I've been wrong every time. So, at this point, it'd be foolish to pick against the Canadians. As long as Carey Price stays healthy and plays like this, they have a real shot. Because now they believe, and they've also got a wild card at play, that's given them a real spark. And now the the real interesting thing for me, Bob, is what happens in the finals to capacity. I, I, I haven't gotten a specific update. I don't know whether you have one at the ready. But, boy, it'd be pretty amazing to see 21,000 people smashed into the Bell Center uh, for a Stanley Cup final. I, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but, boy, it's been a it's been a great run for Montreal, and some of the things that you and I observed in the third week of January yep. have come home to roost. Uh, they really wobbled. I did not have faith in Montreal because I thought their last six to eight weeks, you know, were terrible. But in retrospect, they were affected too. It wasn't just Edmonton, you know, they were affected too by. 
that COVID scare that put them on the shelf for a while. They had to play, I think, 25 games in 43 days. They were able to win just enough to get to the postseason. And what they told us turned out to be true. Give us a chance once we get healthy. And you know what? They've been proven right. Well, I mean, they got a big top 4D. Uh, albeit they got a couple guys clearly both Weber and Petrie are playing hurt that's obvious which perhaps limits some of what they could do offensively because it's interesting that Gustafson starts the, each of the power plays and I think that has to be a reflection on the injuries to both Petrie and Weber at this time but they are big Jack they've got Price he's had good playoff numbers he hasn't been able he's been overplayed in the regular season let's not forget Jack down the stretch Price wasn't playing he was out with a conky um uh, Weber wasn't playing. He had a hand injury. And Brendan Gallagher, Jack, 4-10 winning percentage, the Canadians without Brendan Gallagher. And even though he, and he's clearly playing hurt, it's, it's been an amazing All run. that's true, but Caulfield is the guy that's there, giving him and, a real spark and, in that series. And that's where you, you hinted to it. You said they got a wild card that's been added. Uh and I and I and I gotta tell you, Jack, I'm a believer. Sometimes you just gotta trust playing young kids. And a head coach cannot be too passive in that regard, especially if this it's a different generation of players and you have these safety first coaches and they they, they don't want to, oh, you know, they, I, I'm t- I'm telling you right now, you can't hesitate from allowing organic growth through your own organization with young guys, and Caulfield's been a home run hitter for him, hasn't he? Well, he's, you know what, when you score at every level, that's the more accurate predictor than expecting a guy to score at a certain level when he hasn't. You know, there are guys that turn out to be disappointments and everyone's like, well, you know, he didn't score at the NHL level. Well, you know, when you score 25 goals in junior, that, that isn't a predictor of anything. But when you score in the numbers this guy scores, and, you know, I mean, look, he played a few games in the American Hockey League, and Bob, you and I were saying, why don't they just put him in in the regular season and get this playoff spot secured? I mean, he probably could have made it a little less interesting in the last couple of weeks than Montreal. You know, I mean, again, the Canadians didn't wrap it up until the last week, and they, they should have wrapped it up three weeks before that. I mean, the North race should have been the most boring in the entire league. Uh, I will say this. The top four is something that we talked about at the very start of the year. The top four and the goaltending tandem. Jake Allen, remember, he won just enough games to get them over the finish line in the regular season, allow Price to get healthy, and now Price is back to where he was. That's the best he's played in six years. It really is. It's the best he's played in six years. I, I think he's had okay playoff numbers. He's a sub-500 goaltender in the playoffs coming into this postseason. But he has reminded everyone that the outcome of the 2014 conference final might have been different if he doesn't get hurt in game one, because he was playing great back then, too. Uh, MVP-level great. And that's so goal- where he is right now. Goaltending tandem, stop four. You said, you oh. said, so the other, are you saying the other, because you liked Edmonton's goaltending tandem, and the Oilers finished second in the division. 
Well, the top four, I, I'm more talking. Look, when you're when you're looking at Weber, Sherrod, Edmonton, oh, okay. T3, all right, all right, you're talking about deep, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about D. Like, that's a top four you and I looked at, and I believe we said at the time. Might be the best you know, in the league. If they stay healthy, we're not talking about the North Division. They might have the best top four in the league or close yep. to it. And that, that's helped carry them through as well. It's not, it's not just Carey Price. Although, again, I'll say this, Bob. I think there's a real chance here that we're going to see a Ron Hextall type of situation if Montreal doesn't win the Cup. I think he's got a chance to win the Consumise, win or lose. That's how good he's been. Full marks to Montreal. The promise they showed early was a glimmer of what they what was to come. Having said that, I jumped off the bandwagon. I haven't picked him to win any of the three playoff series, and they won them all. Good for them. Uh, I know you got a lot of time for the building in Long Island. You like going to Long Island. Uh, do the Islanders I didn't have... like what the fans did there the other night, Bob. That was strange. That yeah. was weird. That was aptly uh, summarized by Eddie Olchuk uh, saying, I don't understand this. This is your team. You're endangering your team. Right. I, it, it took something away from me. I mean, I. it's not... It's a great coliseum, a great building, but boy, that was a really lousy final memory. If Tampa gets it done tonight, I didn't like that at all. Can the Islanders? You know, can, can the Islanders win? I mean, the last game played in Tampa, Tampa Bay kicked them eight nothing. I think the Islanders can win absolutely. It's it's the mental game right now, Bob. I mean, Tampa has to be thinking the guy that knocked out our superstar. Then cross-checked our other superstar into the glass. Neither one called. He scores the equalizer, and the Islanders win an OT. There's a mental grind in a playoff series where you start thinking, you know, is this not our year? It's like, why did that happen? You know, we were the better team. Uh, you know, when you let it slip away, it's, it's tough to get that back. Uh, I I always say, I mean, in terms of comparing it to the Oilers, you know, I felt like Edmonton didn't lose that series. Anaheim in game seven, they lost it in game five. You let a game like that get away and you have a, enough weird things happen, you know, sometimes that that comes back to haunt you. It would not surprise me at all if the Islanders went in there and won that game. And, of course, I picked Tampa to win the series. I think Tampa, still without Kucherov, is the best team. But something's going on in Long Island right now. Uh, they're believing. And they played this team last year, so they're not going into game seven thinking about 8 nothing. They're well, thinking, Bob, we've had this team on the ropes before. Let's not let them off this time. This is our second crack at them. Let's put it away. And, you know, again, I, I love the fact that the Islanders can roll four deep. We saw how important that was in Edmonton's first-round series. Jack, should the league be concerned if number 12 New York Islanders plays number 18 Montreal Canadiens in overall standings? Teams without – I mean, Barzell's an, an exciting player – we won't even get into the semantics of the 2015 draft here, but 
they they don't have superstars. Either of the two teams have superstar forwards. Uh, they're they are heavier teams. They're they're teams that you know can, the Canadians have um, an underappreciated forward depth. I mean, think about it, Tatar and Duran. That's like ten million bucks worth of their cap space aren't even playing right now. They're not even playing, and and Kotkaniemi, who wasn't playing right in the last couple of weeks of the regular season, is now back to being a vital cog. It's again, that's why, that's why I didn't like Montreal going to the postseason. I kind of forgot a little bit about what occurred at the beginning of the year, just because they had played such mediocre hockey for three and a half months. So is it bad? Is it bad for the league, Jack? If it ends no, up being the I, don't, I don't think it's bad for the league. They, look, you've got one of the flagship franchises in there already. If Tampa wins, you've got the defending champs. Yep. If the Islanders win, you're not playing to the younger demographic. I agree with you there. It doesn't doesn't necessarily help because no one, you know, no one identifies with the Islanders the way you and I do. But, I mean, there is something to be said for if the Islanders win, you've still got a New York Metro team in there. You've still got a club with four Stanley Cups in the rafters. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't think it's a concern for the league at all. I really don't. Okay. I mean, uh, Vegas would have been fun, but Montreal's a flagship franchise. I still think there's cachet for people 40 and over that Montreal's back in the final. Jack, I'm not even talking about Canada, but the Canadians are still a recognizable brand, just like the Yankees. No question. Jack, does the Canadian success against Vegas change the perception of some, not all? Because we have American cohorts that or said, no, no, the Canadian division's good. But people looked at some of the offensive numbers that guys like McDavid and Settle were putting up against some of these teams and were dismissive of it. And some of the Americans, specifically the Ink State wretches, were critical of the North Division. This, has that changed now with the Montreal victory over Vegas? Well, it, again, goes right back to regular season versus playoffs. You know, we just didn't see Edmonton light up Winnipeg the way they had during the regular season. Uh, there is no accurate predictor of regular season of playoffs. I mean, Nashville was in the final in 2017. Kings won it in 2012. Uh, Blues, even. I mean, last place on January 1. These right. are teams that come from deep in the pack. There's a lot of parity in the National Hockey League. I, I think, you know, when I, when I think about what the Canadians have done, They've still got the great equalizer that exists in hockey just as it does in baseball. They've got a shutdown guy. Yep. If Terry Price is on his game, I don't care what the records say. Hockey, you don't win games 11-2 in hockey. You win them. If you're dominant, you win them 4-1. That's a much smaller margin for error. And when you've got an eradicator of that margin, like Terry Price, there really shouldn't be any such thing as a heavy favorite. And where I kind of made the mistake was, Bob, is I was late in realizing how well this guy was playing. Well, he's going good right now. They're going to have a puncher's yeah. chance in the final round. I mean, remember, they're down 3-1. He's not playing all that great against Toronto. Fine, they win the series. You and I cackle with some bemusement as the Leafs 
let another playoff series get away. We, we would never do that. And then Shifley, you Takes know, Shifley gets suspended. That deflates Winnipeg for a second straight year in the postseason. They don't have Shifley. They go down quickly. So in fairness to me, I'm defending myself a little bit here. I'm not really aware of, you know, how much of this is Carey Price. Vegas series, I'm aware. He's playing great. And that's why in hockey, just like baseball, there are no heavy favorites when you have pitching in baseball, and there are no heavy favorites when you've got a goaltender playing at the absolute peak of this game, which when he is, it means he's the best goalie in the world. Jack, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for joining us on Oilers Now. We'll touch base in a couple weeks. Always a pleasure, pal. See ya. That's Jack Michaels, Oilers television play-by-play voice and the regional broadcast for NHL Hockey and Rogers, and one of the Oilers 2 radio play-by-play voices along with Cam Moon right here on 630 Chad. It is 1.50. We'll take a one-minute timeout and come back and wrap the show up with this day in Oilers history. And it pertains to uh, a guy who's going to be intriguing to watch here in the offseason. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Cop with uh, those in the know. Grinding, I guess, regarding Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. It's David saying, come on, you guys, let's be honest about Montreal. They're a subpar hockey team with a very good goalie on a hot streak. They are benefiting from poor refing, and they're on a fluky run. I don't know about that. Another texter obviously disagrees, saying, Bob Caulfield, a home run. Bob, he's been a grand slam. Troy in the Hemi says, Barry Trot should win the Jack Adams every year. He's a great coach from Troy in the Hemi. And uh, one final one for you, Bob. The West had the three Cali teams with zero playoff ambitions plus Arizona. How are they not the weakest division? Well, that's actually what I was saying all year. Like the Oilers are moving into an easier division next season than they were this year. It is 153 in Edmonton. We'll tell you, Royal Pizza, pizza pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. I had the meat lovers last night. For a menu and a list of the 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Royal Pizza, where everything is real. None of that synthetic crap. It's all real stuff. It's old school big boy pizza. To this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, this September, travel a private WestJet charter flight to Whistler and play four spectacular mountain courses. Details at newwesttravel.com. Well, we hinted on this day back in 2010. I remember it well. We are in Los Angeles. Here's Brendan Escott. I'll tell you what. I'll let, uh, I'll let Steve Tambellini tell you himself. With the historic first selection of the National Hockey League Draft 2010, I'm extremely excited to select from the Windsor Spitfires, Tanner Hall. There you go, over Tyler Sagan. Hall then went on to put up 328 points over six seasons with the Oilers. He's a three-time NHL All-Star. In addition to the 2018 Hart Memorial Trophy, uh, Hall has uh, won gold twice for Canada at the World Hockey Championship as well. And, Bob, he is uh, a pending unrestricted free agent this offseason. Yeah, Taylor Hall leading Windsor to back-to-back Memorial Cup championships. Uh, You know what? Was a pretty good player here for a number of years. Uh, there were some people that didn't ever think he could be an all-star. Uh, I was not one of them. Hard trophy winner in 2018. 
and I'll say it once, I'll say it 30 times between now and whenever these guys get signed or don't get signed. Boston Bruins are in the driver's position on Taylor's Hall. There's no question about that. They can get it done, just like the Leafs are in the driver's position there. They control the destiny of Zach Hyman, and Edmonton's in a similar situation with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. They're probably all roughly $6 million players. The Leafs can't get there for Hyman. Uh, I am hearing that uh, don't expect Hyman to go anywhere. That is from a fairly reliable player source in the league that I've spoken to. We'll see what happens with Hall and Nugent Hopkins. Good player, no question about it, Taylor Hall. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel Experience, a great golf holiday to Whistler on a private jet for four spectacular mountain courses. You get a chance to play details at newwesttravel.com. Coming up tonight, wow, oh, wow. Game seven between the Lightning and the Islanders from Amelie Arena in Florida. Face-off follows the 630 News at 6 p.m. Monday's show uh, will have Michael Rupp. Longtime NHL player, Stanley Cup champion from the NHL Network, NHL insider John Shannon, and I'm working on one other special guest as well. We will tell you up next, uh, global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then Jayla and I has 6.30 chat afternoons from 3 to 6. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Let's get after it. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.